Welcome to this podcast episode. This special eSports in Education mini-series is brought to you by Angela Fairs of Full Circle Education Consultancy and BET. Get ready for the ultimate EdTech experience at BET 2023. The world's largest EdTech show is back and better than ever from 29th to 31st of March 2023 at Excel London. With over 600 cutting-edge solution providers and the new groundbreaking Connect at BET meetings program, you'll have endless opportunities for connection and collaboration. Let's get into this podcast episode right now. Hello and welcome to the final episode in our mini-series for BET Esports this year. And I'm really delighted to speak to Baz Nijar, who is the Principal Advisor on EdTech at GEMS Group in the UAE. Baz, hi. Welcome to UK and you are currently in Dubai. Yes, thank you, Angela. Thank you for the welcome. Looking forward to the podcast and also listening to the uh, other you know, people you've had on board already. Thank you. Yes, we're really excited to kind of have this little opportunity to share esports with as many people as possible because everyone's talking about it, but it's actually one thing to talk about it and another thing to kind of put it in place and think about how it fits in with your strategy and how it will really support your students. Could you give us a little bit of information about how it all started really at GEMS and what the drive behind it was? Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. You know, the you know, the momentum is picking up. It's an exponentially mm. growing uh, market space. More people are aware ever than before, and it's only going to grow, you know, further and further in, in terms of the, uh, you know, integration into education and, and especially schools. But the journey for us and myself personally uh, started around three years ago. I, you know, I'm, a, you know, I'm a big advocate for innovation and education and looking for ways to engage the youth and add value to their personal development. Mm -hmm. And I've dabbled into to gaming and, you know, it wasn't known as esports back then in around 2010, 2011, when I was uh, training to be a teacher in Durham in the UK at the time, and working for a, you know, a, a high level, high quality sixth form center and we looked into gaming and bringing in uh, the, the gaming element to engage the youth, to try and build that rapport with them, try and build a relationship with them, try to understand in, you know, what type of games they're into and why, and see if we can replicate that uh, you know, knowledge that they gain or the skills that they gain into the academic outcomes that we wanted to support them with. And at the time, it wasn't, you know, a big thing. It, it wasn't a big market space, and we only utilized it on a small scale. Uh, when I moved to, uh, to, to the UAE and Dubai, again, it wasn't a big area. There wasn't real, you know, a real support for it uh, across the region, uh, and it wasn't really a known thing. And then I'd say about three, three and a half years ago, I came across a number of esports events that were happening, Mm -hmm. And just happened to to come across them when I was looking into uh, innovation, you know, in education and what type of innovations are happening, what type of new ideas are being integrated into edu education to engage the youth and add value, you know, to their personal outcomes and build relationships and rapport with where the current, you know, the the youth are in terms of the uh, aspiring um, you know celebrities that they follow it just happened to fit into gaming that a lot of these podcasters a lot of these uh, you know celebrities e-celebrities that had a big following just happened to be in in the gaming domain and then i came across british esports and the work they were doing 
and Pearson uh, that we mm -hmm. already had, you know, established relationships with. And at the time they were developing the B-Tech and I was very mm -hmm. interested in, in bringing that over. So uh, discussion started really when the B-Tech was being developed and uh, had a lot of support and discussions with, uh, with you know, everyone at uh, the British Esports. And we decided to to use one of our schools as a base to launch this, you know, B-Tech. We were the first school in the Middle East to push mm -hmm. that forward. And it was part of a bigger strategy in, in terms of let's use the B-Tech as a as a, a tool to see where the outcomes lead our students and what values, you know, that the, the, the skills that they gain and the knowledge that they gain from the course content add to their personal and aspirational development, you know, to university and beyond. Mm -hmm. And let's see what we can do in terms of the, the larger scalability of it. So at the time, it was fairly fresh, fairly new. But since then, you know, it's exponentially grown, not just in the region, but globally. So you're now in your second or third year, are you, of esports or second year? Yeah, it's in terms of officially, in terms of the, the actual course, it's about the first graduates are about to, mm -hmm. to leave this year of the of the level three BTEC. But in terms of gaming and esports, it's into its third year because we've done a lot of work behind the scenes and, and trialed, you know, uh, in terms of competitions, in terms of utilizing gaming as a tool to engage uh, some of our students. We'd been working on that previously. And what has the interest and response to that been over these last two years? It's, it's certainly uh, grown, but that's because the awareness and the understanding mm. of what esports can do on, on a personal level has grown. And more and more opportunities and more and more resources and more and more content creators are linking esports and gaming to education and academic outcomes, mm. as well as personal development outcomes and those soft skills. And, and the awareness uh, from that is from industry as well as educators. And that's where I've been able to sit in the middle with my role mm. linking, you know, industry to education has, has, has been you know, quite substantial in terms of the support I've gained from from both sides and bringing in successes of other innovations where we've showcased that industry can work with education and can add value to the youth and bring in skills that normally would only be available to them, opportunities that normally would only be available to them after they had left school or college or even university. And for now, there is a, a growing interest at all age groups, which I think didn't exist a few years ago. And are you able to give us any examples of those industry collaborations? Yeah, there's a there's a number of collaborations that, that happen behind the scenes where we've worked on content with external providers, but also mm. the, the most popular ones, obviously British esports we've worked with. There's Microsoft and Minecraft, you know, we've got a mm -hmm. great relationship with. And mm -hmm. we've got Unreal Academy partnership in one of our schools. So there's the Fortnite collaboration in terms of the education content they are delivering. But in general, it was more about us leading on the transferable skills that mm. already, you know, that we were developing with our students, but linking it through gaming. That's where we kind of took the, the ownership and decided to lead the way in terms of what skills are students beginning to gain? How are they going to utilize those skills and transfer them into the classroom and into the real world? And that's the, the type of rollout we were doing behind the scenes in a number of our schools. And you've been in that strategic overview of the, of the whole group, looking at kind of how this is rolled out and how it's supported. What advice would you give to any schools, either state or independent that are, or international, which your schools are? What would be kind of your first three really important points they would need to consider? That's a first and foremost, ensure you are aware 
of what esports is and what gaming can do mm-hmm. in terms of personal development. Ensure you're aware yeah. of the the skills that you can gain or an individual can gain through gaming if there's a gaming, you know, if you're if you're having gaming with a purpose or gaming for good or gaming with, you know, uh, personal development outcomes attached to it. Review that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, op- open your mind in terms of what gaming actually is. It's not just sitting behind a computer and having, yeah. you know, passive games with your friends anymore. There's a professional element to it. Mm-hmm. Link it to the professional uh, skills that are gained in terms of the industry of esports and gaming, which is the, you know, the largest industry out there. Mm. It's it's larger than uh, music and movies combined. So think about all the different yeah. job roles there are and the transferable skills to those job roles that exist in this market space. And then also sit down and think about the areas uh, within your curriculum and outside of your curriculum where you could engage the youth and add value mm-hmm. to their personal development. Now, that could be through extracurricular activities or you could look at existing content that is out there, such as Minecraft content that already mm. exists, that already has links to you know your STEM curriculum and can very much be adapted to to many you know types of curriculum. We have obviously a variety of schools that are US, IB, British, Indian curriculum. So we cover a vast range of types of schools, and and that's no different to to across the world. The demographics might slightly change, but mm. the the values you gain from gaming uh, requires an you know an open mindset, and all the the content, the resources is available out there for for anybody to explore. For me, I started first with the values that you gain from gaming mm. when they are measured. So if you are in this environment, let's say whether it's a Minecraft or Roblox or a Rocket League, whatever environment you are attached to, what skills are the students using? and how they are overcoming challenges to achieve the outcomes. What is the starting point, the end point? And you can actually, if you think about it, link it to what you would normally measure in a lesson. So when you are hmm. uh, you know, conducting lesson observations, you are looking at the objectives of the lesson, the success criteria, how students are going to achieve the outcomes you have set for them, what personalized journey they are you know, in that lesson or beyond in that curriculum. And you can actually mm. measure the similar outcomes in the gaming environment if you set the right criteria for them to achieve. And especially when you look at communication and collaboration and the problem solving that goes on in, these, in, in the gaming environment, you can actually link it and then raise the awareness so the student is aware and then you support them with the transferring of those skills into the academic outcomes or into the, the real world and using them to, to develop them on a professional and a personal scale. But certainly as a starting point, just open your eyes and open your mm. mind to, to gaming, being able to uh, be utilized in your curriculum. And it's it's not just playing. It's not just yeah. uh, having some you know consoles or having some controllers and games in there that, that students will just sit and play. There's going. There's values to be uh, to be added to the uh, the outcomes that you're going to set. And just listening to you there, I can kind of see how it's very possible and probably easier than if you're sitting in a history lesson or an English lesson to to do a progression map of skills from kind of when they come in and start doing it and when they when they leave. What what you're looking at in terms of levels of collaboration, levels of creative problem solving. There's got to be more opportunity to do that and to kind of mentor those skills rather than in a traditional GCSE lesson. Yeah, and and the positive thing about using gaming as a tool is it's adaptable to to many different curricula or many different lessons. 
And if you did want to link it to specific curriculum content, there are games out there which have game-based learning within them that have resources linked to subjects. So if you want to learn about history, there is content out there in certain game worlds that have been developed to learn about his, you know, different elements of history, different parts of the world. If you if you want to link it to geography, uh, you know, there there are worlds that are created specifically for subjects. There's tons of resources out there that link to STEM, which is always positive. And mm. if you want to problem solve, if you want to bring mathematics into it, there's a a number of uh, you know areas you can integrate and and obviously. The hook is there because the game is there for the students. So whenever yeah. you're looking for an engagement factor that already exists, it's about then just raising awareness on how it can be utilized and measured so that it is of value. It's not just them playing and then finishing the game and turning it off and then starting again yeah. at another day or you know another time. It's that they are reflecting on what's happened in the period that they've spent mm in that environment and how it relates to the academic learning as well as the personal development learning and there's way more to be gained beyond just the curriculum content. Yeah and it's it's really meaningful reflection if you're totally engaged in it rather than it's something that kind of you have to do and um, yeah well I just said just now the visit to DLD was really enlightening because the the students were totally engaged and totally able to say about what they learned personally in terms of skills and their personal development that they again they might not have been able to do in a traditional academic lesson because the focus is on on something different so yeah that was I was really really impressed with how that really develops their interpersonal skills and those soft skills that sometimes it's quite difficult to do authentically rather than do it kind of you know that you're you're teaching them in a whatever lesson to to kind of collaborate but it's it's much more than that in esports. And, and it becomes natural as well. So mm. there are many examples and these are, you know, they can be anecdotal, but there is a lot of research going on right now to, to mm. provide data behind this. But you can see it for yourself. If you take certain, you know, students who may be disengaged, who may be finding certain tasks or activities difficult, put in a specific gaming environment. And that can range from, you know, first person games to collaborative games to problem solving games or strategic games. I know there's a wide variety uh, out there that is available and you will see that the, there's a slight difference in their attitude and confidence as well and we're talking about you know developing these youth uh, these these students as individuals and what we need to do is just ensure they are aware what they are like and the difference that you've seen between the classroom and in the gaming environment and get them to reflect and understand that they are acting slightly different in, a, in an environment but their skills are still within them and it's about transferring them back into a different environment and vice versa as well. There are students who are probably straight eight, eights and nines across the board in the subject, but may struggle in a, in a different environment that they're not comfortable with. And they may not see the value of gaming, but the way I uh, would utilize it is get them to understand that this is an environment you're not comfortable with, but you're able to fail without it you know, counting against you. And you can learn from the skills you are you know developing from this different environment now when they step out into the real world and they are given problems or activities that don't relate to memorization or don't relate to exam questions this will help them deal with that type of situation because they're able to adapt their personal and interpersonal skills to a new environment so it's not just about the disengaged youth or the youth that might not be 
you know, performing to the expectations. It's it's about everybody and adding value to all of them and putting them in into into environments where they can fail, they can overcome obstacles and barriers. And in that virtual world, we can use that as a positive because once they reflect, once they understand uh, the skills that they've gained or how they overcame problems in that environment, it's then about taking that into the real world, into the the world that exists, whether it's the academic world or the world beyond school and how they can take those skills and, and use them to add value to their you know future aspirations, whether it's university courses or internships or even beyond you know industry applications. They'll only develop their confidence uh, as they leave the, the education world. Well, Baz, I want to thank you for, for taking the time to talk to us and really in championing alternative success routes for all of our students. This is obviously a very, very important industry that schools need to be listening into and thinking about planning for and gamification is coming into all elements of our lives. So congratulations on everything you've achieved. Thank you so much for joining us and good luck with your continued journey and esports in education. Thank you, Angela. Looking forward to following the journey of others as well. And we'd love to collaborate and continue the success stories together. So that was Angela Fares of Full Circle Education Consultancy and BET. Don't miss out on the biggest and best BET ever. Join global leaders in education technology, renowned edtech brands and visionary startups at Excel London for three days of inspiring content, product discovery and networking. Get your free ticket now. Register at betshow.com.